0: Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, overlooking the vast, pristine acreage of Primrose Village. Greetings from this hidden gem of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hey Jay. Hey look, I'm the one with the beverage today.
1: What do you got? And it's hot. You got, what do you got over there? You it's explain. a hot, hot,
0: black coffee that's not a big one though you can't you can't handle the large this is a medium
1: you can't handle the large loads
0: i don't i can't handle the large black uh coffees no you can't no amongst other things
1: well welcome to another edition of the eon project a little bit special today as this marks well the second time second yeah the second time we're going to be broadcasting this show on Mm. on youtube Uh uh-huh so hello to those of you who are watching us on youtube uh and not hello to you who are not watching What's
0: the over-under on the amount of views on this, you Thirteen. Think? Ooh, lucky thirteen? I'll
1: watch it at least ten times. Oh. So then, you know. And I'll
0: watch it not once completely. I'll probably watch five minutes of it and realize how disgusting we look yeah. and then turn it off.
1: Okay. Well, welcome to another edition of The uh, Project. We did have a couple of week uh, hiatus, if you will. Hi-a-
0: Midsummer break. Well, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the summertime. Sure,
1: sure. Tri- I had a, trips had a, here and there. I had a vacation with my family. You my, went
0: away, didn't you? I did. You want to
1: share a little bit of that? Sure, sure. Us? So we took the family to uh, wonderful uh, southern Virginia. Oh. Uh, the uh, Williamsburg area. You know, we, the world famous colonial
0: Williamsburg. Yeah, it's named after a guy named Billy Berg. He's a yeah. uh, film director. Sure.
1: And, uh, well, there's a Peter oh. who whom I have met personally, and he's uh, a nice guy. Anyway, so we went down to uh, Colonial Williamsburg, stayed at a, a luxurious five-star resort mm. uh, with water slides and whatnot. I hope they'll give me a, a free room. Uh, Probably if not. I men- if I mention the title of the... It, I'm not going to tell- give him a free plug, but it, ri-
0: it rhymes with Bray
1: Bolf Ballage.
0: Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. It's interesting. You it know I Wonderful. I myself stayed at a hotel recently. Yeah. Uh, last week, I we, uh, went away for one evening yeah. in a uh, pretty nice pretty nice hotel, and two of the most amazing things uh, happened.
1: What? Well, before you get... To, I was telling you... Oh, my I'm story. sorry. You weren't finished. I just wanted to tell you about the best thing that happened oh, to me on vacation. what happened to you? What happened to you? You know I love my children, mm. and I love my wife. Oh. But on a trip to uh, Colonial Williamsburg and uh, uh, substantially... Uh, expensive uh, amusement park bush gardens we did go to Bush yep, gardens yep. as well which is beautiful beautiful area but th- uh, during the day uh, it got to be it got to be too much for me uh the crowds the noise the people the mm. kids all wanting to do stuff and so I was starting to lose my mind a little bit and I was actually saved because uh, I found myself uh, in a position where it's not normal for me so my older two children went on a uh, on a roller coaster my younger two children and my wife went on bumper cars, and I found myself alone. Oh. For the first time in a long time. What did time. you do? I found a cavernous, air conditioned, German themed restaurant. Oh. That had draft beer on tap, cold. In the giant mugs, right? Yeah. yeah well, Steins? They did, yes, yes. And so. And there was no one around. It was very—it was early in the day, <laughs> but uh, there was no one around, and so I, I was able to enjoy a few of the frosty beverages by myself in the air condition, mm. surrounded by murals of dancing German girls. Oh, it was the best part of my vacation. That sounds awesome. I hope my wife isn't. How waiting. long were
0: you in there for? Uh,
1: probably like an hour. An hour? Yeah, because they went and did a few things, and then they came back and got were me. Were they wear
0: lederhosen? wearing later hosen? Wearing later hosen? No, the, like?
1: unfortunately, not. No, the, the staff was not uh, was, was not Germanic. Oh. They, they were probably Virginians, if oh. I had to guess. Okay. But anyway, the trip was pretty good.
0: That's fun. Yeah. So my, ho- I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. My hotel experience. Uh, so it was a pretty nice hotel. Um, l- you know, a little pricey, but it was fun. It was just for one evening. Sure. And uh, two amazing things happened. One. Uh, do you want the good one or the bad one first? Oh, either
1: or. Either or. All right,
0: so we'll go with the good one. Okay. In in some of the facilities and uh, restrooms there, they had self-dispensing ass gaskets.
1: What do you mean self-dispensing? So you hit a button. Oh, you mean like the liner that you put Yes, the liner set, that yes. goes on the seat. You hit the a ass button. Gasket, yeah.
0: And this this thing comes out and it it dispenses a brand new ass gasket so onto have, the toilet onto seat? the seat. Get out of
1: here! And you don't have to. You touch don't have it. to grab it. And nope. Because you know every time you grab it, it like it, it makes weird noises, and then you have to like you have to separate. That's The, right. the, the thing. I just bumped the mic. You have to separate the uh, the
0: part that hits the water. The partition you, It's gonna drop it's down. It's gonna go
1: in there. And it it falls, and then you have to get another. Yes. Oh, what's a pain in the. And end. you
0: gotta double them up. No, sure. this was great. And it automatically puts it on. Puts it on. How does it do that? I don't know. It's a miracle. It's amazing technology. Wow. So here's the bad part. So this hotel had a pool, had a couple of pools, right? Ooh. And in order to use the pool, you have to uh, be staying in the hotel. You can't just walk in off the street. They don't want just
1: a- any, anyone uh, any any of the local uh That's right. peasants wandering That's right. into so, the So of areas. course
0: customarily at these hotels they have a uh, like a uh, a bathroom with a dressing area if yes, yes. you want to change and they have showers in there. Okay. So ostensibly so you can't just
1: walk into the pool you got to go through the changing area no no
0: you can walk right into the pool oh i went to the bathroom to use the facility okay to urinate in you didn't want to you didn't want to i didn't want to i didn't want to pee in the pool oh. that wouldn't be uh that wouldn't be That's proper uncouth so in there there's a there's a man a grown man in the changing booth <laughs> so they have his foot up on the bench <laughs> and i could i could it was just a curtain so i could kind of kind of see him in there why were you looking well, I got a corner of my eye, my periphery, oh, my comes, periphery. It comes out. So I, I go, I'm doing my thing at the urinal. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the changing room naked, <laughs> walks in across the little hallway into the shower. Nuts of swaying in the breeze. And he's showering. Like, what is he doing?
1: What He likes to be naked. We've talked about this yeah, but, before. But
0: you're at a hotel that you have a hotel room with he a shower. He
1: probably gets excited by, by being naked around other men. What? And that's what, and that you know what? That's fine if that's your thing, but why are they exposing it to us?
0: I don't I can, understand. They, I don't. I don't get it. It doesn't make any you sense know, to To the
1: me. to the general public, this place is this bathhouses. Go to the bathhouse.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: They, I don't know the whole the whole showering. And then you know they feel way too comfortable in their own in their way own too comfortable. skin. Uh, you know. Nah. And the human the male body is not an attractive,
0: not uh, an attractive
1: visage. Well, I, I would hope not. No, it's it's all gross and thingy. Not anyway. Things hanging out.
0: All right. So enough of the the male. Anyway. Uh, Anatomy.
1: So, what are we talking about today? We're gonna we're gonna talk about a couple of different things, but they're they're kind of related to the same thing, kind of sort of. Mm-hmm. So, today's topic is going to be uh, UFO. Not just. I take that back. Not UFOs. Alien encounters mm-hmm. with government with government entities. Mm. Yes. And uh, we're gonna take a couple of different takes on it. That's right. Mine is involving uh, actual military engagements with aliens. Oh, like
0: firefights and stuff. Correct. All and, right. And yours would be what? Well, mine is. Uh, uh, People who are have participated in basically uh, time travel, uh, dimension slippages, kind of things that the government was involved in oh, okay. programs, government programs. So yours is an aliens. It has aliens in it. Oh, it has aliens a little in bit, it. a little okay. bit of aliens. Yeah, so
1: a couple of different alien related, but not so much things today as we typically do on this show. As we do, mm-hmm. it's going to go uh, probably in a few different directions. Okay, so I'm going first today.
0: Go for it. I'll grab my notes. You're, you're, you're revealing to the public that you use notes. Of course, I use notes. Oh. You
1: think somebody could come up with all this brilliance on the top of their head? I don't. We often discuss supposed incidents on this show related to UFO sightings, and in some cases, sightings of actual alien beings. On rare occasions, even contact with supposed alien creatures. But what we never really discuss, and what many in the UFO community really never go there, is that there are several reports, uh, reported incidents where there have actually been in, uh, military engagements with Aliens mm-hmm. sounds pretty crazy, right? It's pretty crazy. Not something that you hear every day. No.
0: Again.
1: Back in the 1960s, this basically this is uh, most of what I'm going to talk about is related to one specific area, mm-hmm. um, and but it's a bunch of different things with it. Okay. So back in the 1960s, the U.S. government was really big into nuclear testing, as you are probably well aware, in an effort to stay ahead of the Soviet Union. You know those Soviets always uh, there was always going back and forth.
0: We had a missile race, a space sure. race, nuclear race,
1: road race. That'd be cool. Soviet-U.S. road
0: race. Didn't we have one of those? Oh, wait, no, because we boycotted the Olympics. We and didn't. Then they boycotted the, the Olympics as That's right. There was right? a lot
1: of boycotting going on. So anyway, 1960s. So the, the, there was a lot of nuclear testing that was going around. The, this was true for weapons of war, but also for nuclear technology that was not related to the military, such as mining, natural gas collection, underground excavations, and so forth, mm-hmm. which I didn't know a whole lot about that. Did you know that they used nuclear technologies for that type of purpose early on? No. In the nuclear process. I was not aware of that either. Uh, obviously, when they're doing these tests, they look to, they look for places that are st- seemingly off the beaten path, where no one would uh, obviously no one would be hurt, right? Because they're setting off nuclear explosions, but also because they don't want anybody to see what they're doing.
0: Exactly. Enter remote New Mexico. You ever uh, been to New Mexico? I've been through uh, parts of it, and you know what? It's uh, it's pretty remote, and uh, you I don't can think see I've why never,
1: they. I've been there.
0: You can see why they uh, they test there.
1: I've been to Arizona. I've been to the desert. Like I Los
0: I Alamos. I've
1: never been to to New Mexico. Actually, was that where Billy the Kid was from? That's uh, where he was hanging out? Yeah, he was hanging out there. You know what? Uh, Young Guns is on Netflix now, which love is very it. exciting. I love Young love Guns. Love it. The first one. Yeah. The second one isn't any good. Marked the high, high water mark of Lou
0: Diamond Phillips' career. And Emilio Estevez. No, he did lots of things. What, well, what, yeah, but what was better than Young Guns? Nothing was better. Men at Work? Men at Work was a pretty good movie that with Charlie Sheen. <laughs> they
1: were garbage men. And you know who was in that movie was the guy from... Uh, the guy with the really deep the the, uh, the black guy yeah but the large with a very deep voice yeah, yeah. very interesting he's funny he's a funny guy anyway so this this part of my story is established fact and then I'll tell you when we're when we're veering off of the established fact uh, roadway okay in nineteen sixty seven a project designed to see if controlled nuclear detonations could assist in drilling operations was conducted by the government along with private industry in that New Mexico area and so a twenty six kiloton nuclear device was detonated underground. In the vicinity of Dulce, New Mexico, is it Dulce or dulce?
0: I, I think it's dulce. I
1: like to say dulce because there's a dessert called Dulce de Leche. Uh, the
0: Dulce de Leche,
1: which is like some sort of Mexican cake. Oh, anyway, it's good. Anyway, so they detonated this underground device. I don't know if 26 kilotons is a lot. It sounds like a lot.
0: Well, what was uh, what was the bomb they dropped I, that's on Hiroshima? A great question: I don't know.
1: I think I, it was. I don't think it was that much. I probably should have checked. Anyway, um, so they detonated this device. Uh, Dulce, New Mexico, which is actually near the Colorado border, which I've been to Colorado a couple mm-hmm. of times. Believe it or not, this was called Project Gas Buggy, which is a pretty cool name for a project. Gas Buggy? Despite some leakage of radioactivity into the atmosphere and a few, a few protests by Native Americans who actually lived in the area, how dare they live there, uh, the test was deemed to be a success. Yay! Hooray! Right. However, here's where the story takes a conspiratorial turn. Well, this is where we like it. Maybe into reality, maybe into idiotic fantasy. According to some, the project was to seek alternative drilling methods was actually a cover story. According to some, as I said, a resu- as a result of the blast, we actually found that several races of aliens were occupying a vast network of caves in the area, underground caves. So what did we do? We destroyed them. We entered into a partnership with them. Oh. Yes. Who, who's the ambassador, you think? I don't know. So we decided to form a partnership and also build underground bases in the area It's also known as the Archuleta Mesa. So you'll hear a couple of different terms. You'll hear uh, the Dulce, New Mexico, but it's also known as the Archuleta Mesa. So from this point in the story, you have to buy into the alien theory and stop thinking objectively for a a few moments. So
0: I'm going to believe everything you tell me from this point forward. That sounds good. All
1: right. So we started to build bases and cooperate with the aliens, which I don't know why we would do that, but maybe, who knows? Secretly, of course. In the 1970s, well, actually, this part is actually documented, and real, because I did check, a number of mysterious cattle mutilations begin to happen in the area of Dulce. Mm. Dulce. Cows would be found with their sex organs removed and drained of blood.
0: Isn't yeah. that what you do on a, on a weekend? A yes. drinking weekend. You remove a cow's organs.
1: Sex organs. Yeah. And all sorts of weird injuries. Believe it or not, the FBI actually investigated these and couldn't come up with a definitive answer. There's that You can go on the FBI files and mm. see that they investigated this and, and didn't have an answer for it. Um, some, some, some reports said that it was like animals, uh, predators, and stuff like that. But yep. that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Also around the same time, 1970s, people began to report seeing UFOs in the area. Large craft that made no noise cruising around the area. So two, two weird developments. Starting to see UFOs, cattle mutilations. Mm. Sounds pretty familiar to those in the UFO community. But here's where the story takes an even weirder turn. In the late 1980s, early 1990s, which was a great time. Great time. It was Make, a good time. Late 80s, early 90s. Sure. A man by the name of Phil Schneider began holding these informational talks and showing up at conferences and whatnot, you know, like UFO conferences and Wasn't stuff.
0: Wasn't he on uh, Dukes of Hazard?
1: No, that was uh, that was uh, John Schneider. Oh, they're related. Mr. Schneider claimed to be a, a government employee who worked in this network of underground bases, and he had all sorts of details about what went on there. There was also a guy by the name of Thomas Castell who claimed to be a security guard at the base, and he actually corroborated some of Schneider's... Uh, reports, but I'm focusing more on Schneider. Security
0: today. guards know nothing, by the no, way. No, that's
1: pretty. That's pretty much yeah. true. They
0: just stand by a gate and <laughs> look right. at IDs. That's, that's it. Right.
1: That's all they do. Right. So according to Schneider, who was actually a legit engineer, he was a he was a geological engineer. Which mm. I guess they, they're the ones that go down and they uh, they test tunnels for you know what how they can drill through a tunnel and make it safe and
0: structural integrity, structural integrity of yeah, the tunnels yeah.
1: and that sort of thing. Yep. So according to Schneider. Aliens and humans worked together conducting experiments in this underground base area. Everything ranging from creating alien-human hybrids, uh, animal experiments, human experiments, and you name it. Basically all sorts of weird medical things going Mm. on there. There were supposedly seven levels of this base, each one having a different level of clearance. One of the levels was nicknamed Nightmare Hall because of the nasty experiments that took place there. So there were human workers workers and prisoners there, human prisoners, as well as... uh, the, the, well, the human prisoners were people who disappeared from everyday life and ended up being experimented on the base. You know how many people disappear every year in the United States? A lot. A lot. And never found. Never found. So, Not even a trace of them. So where are they going? I mean, a lot of them killed themselves, I think.
0: They're going underground to the alien base. Maybe they're
1: going to the Dulce base. Some of the, uh, well, some of the, the humans that disappeared ended up being food for the aliens. Oh. B- because they consume plasma and other human fluids. Like Soylent Green? Well, they consume the plasma and fluids, so they don't actually eat the people. They eat the byproduct of the people. I see. Yeah. So that's why they keep them prisoner. What do they do with the carcassi? Not to eat. No, they don't kill them. They're they're to to provide
0: nutrients. oh, Oh,
1: sustenance. Sustenance, like cows, kind of. Gotcha. So while tensions are pretty high at this base between humans and aliens, they got along okay. According to Schneider, there were several races of aliens, from reptilians, who did most of the manual labor, to Nordics, who were like the big, tall... uh, Yep, yep, two of the most popular ones. Yep. Uh, I guess the Nordics are mean and surly, not not very nice folk. Uh, And then the Greys, who are also not very nice. So there was a... There was like a t- uneasy tension going on between all of these. Now, are there different levels to these aliens? Like, is there a hierarchy That's amongst correct. the species? That's correct. That's funny s- that you would ask species? that. There's a whole lot of information about that that Schneider talks about, which I'm not going to get into. There's like a caste system. Oh. So like the, the reptilians are considered lower than everybody else because okay. they're more animalistic. Sure. And uh, they, they provided most of the manual labor and stuff like that. And then the other ones would be like higher and... Gotcha. More, uh, you know, like the, the ruling class, if you will. According to Schneider... One day in 1979, which I was only a few years old. I was a wee lad in 1979. Uh, He was with some other humans digging a new tunnel. They were going down into the the, uh, setting up a new tunnel system. Mm. When they they unexpectedly encountered a group of greys that they hadn't seen before. These greys were hostile and shot some kind of energy ball at Schneider. Who then pulled a handgun and killed two greys. Boom, boom. So it's just that easy.
0: Yeah. They can harness energy balls. Yep, we but, can shoot them with a handgun. We hand can gun. shoot them with a and, modern And uh, a geological
1: technology. engineer is such a good... He's such a good shot with a handgun that
0: he, under, under fire, he could pull it out and nail two gray Un, under aliens. The, under <laughs> the stress and the, the, the <laughs> attack of an energy, uh, sure, energy ball. Because that's how that works. He's able to, uh, to, to find cover and put accurate rounds downrange. <laughs>
1: there you go. Uh,
0: so anyway, so supposedly...
1: After this a, a real firefight took place because there was a lot of special forces guys apparently around yep. and FBI yep. guys and secret service guys and everything. Sure. So they engaged in some kind of uh, firefight. The special forces dudes rolled in and a real firefight took place. Schneider lost some fingers from the energy weapon, oh. which is true. He was missing a couple of fingers.
0: Well, it was probably a tragic Probably uh, not from that. <laughs> wood cutting accident.
1: <laughs> right. But a green a green beret dude saved this guy's life, pushed him into some uh, carriage thing that took him up to the surface and saved his life. Uh, sounds dramatic. We should make a movie about this. All told, they called it the Battle of Dulce, and the, uh, it cost 60 humans their lives. Not not sure how many aliens. Mm, Untold
0: number of aliens.
1: Yes, but it also started a war with the aliens that continues to this day. So because of that that one fight in 1979. An
0: underground war? Yep. Hmm.
1: So Schneider started telling, this is actually the story gets weirder in real life. So that up to that point it's kind of like a movie. Sure. Meh. So Schneider starts telling the story around the electric circuit, um, and he told attendees about his not only his involvement in the construction of this Dulce base, but also that there's a there are 129 deep underground military facilities around the USA, and that they have been for decades. He also reported that his grandfather, but this part is true, you can check it out, uh, Schneider's grandfather was a German military officer uh, who was captured during World War II and began working for the U.S. on black projects, such as the Philadelphia Experiment, and the A-bomb. Mm. There's also some evidence that that's true, like I said. Uh, and after the Dulce battle, because this Schneider man gets around, he went to work at Area 51, of course. Oh, Where else would you go? Why not? He also claimed that the Star Wars system that was created as a defense against the ICBM attacks is actually a defense system from alien threats, which actually kind of oh, that would makes make sense. sense. Sure. you know what? Why
0: wouldn't you want to defend against sure. something coming in from elsewhere?
1: Right. And he also said a whole bunch of other stuff about government conspiracies in other countries, uh, some really strange-sounding stuff. Um, but in his last lecture, he said something, and I want to quote from him. Mm. Pardon me, if I could. I, I was just preparing to deliver the Phil Schneider quote. This was the last lecture he gave. 11 of my best friends in the last 22 years have been murdered. Eight of the murders were called suicides. Before I went to talk in Las Vegas, I drove a friend to Joshua Tree near 29 Palms, which I've been there many, many uh years ago, and for a long time, unfortunately. I drove into the mountains to get to Needles, California. was followed by two government vans with government plates uh, and a couple of occupants, one of which had an Uzi, which I don't know how he would know that, mm. but apparently he knew. I knew exactly who they were. I have spoken 19 times and probably reached 45,000 people. While I got ahead of them and came to a stop in the road, they went, they went on each side of me and plummeted into a ravine. I cut up my security card and sent it to the government and told them if I was ever threatened, I was going to upload... 140,000 pages of documentation to the internet about government structure and the whole plan. I have already begun that task. Thank you very much.
0: Mm. Then he was killed.
1: Then he was dead a few months later. Oh, really? A few months later. How did he die? Ah! The crux of the story.
0: Okay. Ding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Phil Schneider uh, said that his last lecture was in May of 1995 and he was found dead a few months later. The circumstances of her death are really strange, and I know we've discussed criminal investigations in the show in the past, but yeah. there's, and there's there's a lot of bungled murder investigations in the world. Did you know that?
0: The, uh, much, uh, especially outside of the U.S., but in, in... Yeah. Yeah. Around the world. Around the world, yeah. It,
1: if you kill somebody, the chances that you get caught are actually not that great. There's a lot of unsolved murders. Sure. Did you know that? I mm-hmm. knew you, you know that. And also, this... Well, this may be a bungled one, but, but to, to give a little background, so... Schneider had a lot of health problems. He was confined to a wheelchair. He had cancer. He had MS. Mm. He was not mobile. He had, some, he had a lot of weird problems. Uh, and he lived alone in an apartment. So he didn't show up for a while. And someone did a welfare check and they found him dead. So responding police officers thought it was natural causes due to his, this, his health sure. and the scene. You know, From everything they looked at, it looked like natural causes. So they didn't call for a medical examiner. They just had the body sent directly to the funeral home now i'm not'm I'm not sure if that's normal. Maybe you can shed some insight on that
0: well uh generally speaking uh well, it just depends on the circumstance. I okay. wasn't there, so I can't speak intelligently about that No, but that if it was an elderly but...
1: man, it didn't look like there was any signs of foul play or anything. Is that normal that they would...
0: Uh, only if... Only, yeah, exactly. Only if it was an elderly person without uh, you know, a history of serious medical conditions right. and the family was involved, the family would have to okay. be involved in that situation as well. Now, if there was no family, then obviously it would go to the medical examiner's office.
1: Oh, okay. Well, this guy ended up in the funeral home. And... The funeral home dude was preparing the body for for uh, you know for the funeral when he found that there was a rubber hose tied around the neck three times and knotted, it was wait 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 hidden wait, wait, by wait. the fat folds in the guy's neck. No, listen. So they found a rubber hose. It was actually a catheter.
0: If the police missed that, yeah, then there's a problem.
1: Well, this is supposed documented fact. Okay. So the the medical uh, excuse me the funeral home guy calls the police and says, hey, you need to come back out here. This guy was murdered. Mm. He's been strangled. So they go back out there. The police investigate, and they determine that it was a suicide. I don't know why you would kill yourself by strangling yourself with your own catheter.
0: Well, I mean... But apparently he did. If he wasn't mobile and he couldn't really get well, up... Well,
1: that's what—that's one of the keys to this, to this case. So the family members doubt that it was a suicide for a few reasons. Number one being the fact that he always told people if he was found to have committed suicide, he actually did not commit suicide. He was killed. Um, also... He had limited mobility, and he couldn't have gotten into the position that they found him in. Apparently, he was on the ground with his head like on his wheelchair. Mm. like He wouldn't have been able to do that because he was paralyzed or, or whatever. Um, and there was said to be a number of documents and research materials that were missing from his apartment and have never been found. Mm-hmm. His, all of his UFO alien supposed research sure. that he had is no longer there. Um, also, he owned a gun. He owned a, a handgun. Why would he strangle himself slowly with a rubber catheter instead of just ending his life instantly with a firearm? Maybe
0: he was trying to change his catheter, uh, his his uh, self lubricating catheter.
1: <laughs> we talked about catheters, and he got I'm tangled sure. up
0: in it somehow, and uh, it, it cut it, you know cut his wind off, and he passed yeah. out and died. Also, they never did a
1: toxicology report on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, uh, the medical examiner or whoever's in charge of doing toxicology reports said they weren't going to waste the resources on a suicide, so they never did one. So this. There's a lot of weird circumstances around Phil Schneider's death. Did he know something? Did he was he treading into waters that he shouldn't have, and someone just finally ended him, or did he do it himself and try to make it look like that to lend some credence to all the crap that he's been that's, spewing? I think that's more likely
0: for the past several months. I mean, he was so uh, you know what happens to people when they get so involved or uh, you know wrapped up in a in a story or a lie, if yeah. you will, it become it becomes part of them, and, right. and they're just trying to perpetuate this this lie and make it part of reality. Because for them, it is reality. So his final act was to to reinforce
1: his story, to give it credibility. Sure. Yeah. So are there really deep underground military bases? Maybe. We
0: don't know that. Well, I think that's known. That's a fact, right? I mean... Well, uh, there
1: are. There's bunkers and stuff. We know that. Sure. But uh, are they cooperating with aliens and stuff? I don't know. And if we've been at war with them since 1979, how come we haven't seen anything? No. There's no type of, uh, you know... Maybe there's a stalemate in the war, I don't know. Maybe
0: it's a cold war. Well, yeah, you know, it's the the. Well, I mean, if it's all underground, right? Uh, playing well, devil's advocate. Is,
1: well, in doing a lot of research for this program, I note I I did find a couple of interesting caveat not caveats uh, aspects of this story sure. that I hadn't heard before. Like, for instance, the you know the the gray alien that we always think of when we when we think of aliens, most people think of that large bulbous yep, head yep. and the small body and everything. Yeah. That's actually a suit. Oh. And, Underneath that suit is their like green reptilian uh, skin. Okay. And they the the big bulbous head with the dark eyes is actually a helmet because they can't they they're sensitive to photo they photos uh, photo whatever you call it sensitive. Okay. And they can't be in the sunlight. So I see. All that blocks out. So it's
0: out. a protective uh, layer, Correct. if you will.
1: So I don't know if that's true or not.
0: Okay. Anyway. Well, it'd be like much like when we go into outer space, you know, you get suited sure. up or, sure, sure. or an, into the deep seas. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe they uh you know they got to get suited up to be able to live in our environment. Maybe it's possible. So that's the that's a, a supposed military war that's been going on. Um,
1: it's hard to imagine that something that big could be covered up and only revealed by one.
0: That's dude, right. That's know, true. You know, and ago. Uh, not really gonna. I'm not gonna talk much about my topic this second. But right. it's uh, it has some. My my story has some parallels as well. There's a, one or two whistleblowers. Uh, you know, and and like you have to take everything that they have because sure. there's nobody else that's coming out. So you have to listen to what they have to say, and you know, formulate your own opinions based on it. So, yep, interesting. Anyway, so that's my part. That's a good part. Thank you. What other parts do you have? I have some other parts Ooh. for everyone to see. So I think we're we're coming upon the halfway point of the show. We're going to yep. take a quick break. Okay. To uh to uh you know configure the 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 next portion of the show. Let's configure. And uh and we'll get back out of here in a second. All right. All right. Uh, here we ba- hey, here we back. Hey, we back. Hey, we back. Hey, we back again after the musical interlude. Oh, there was a musical interlude. Yeah. Hey, uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, strange shenanigans, before we get into the into this little halfway point. So I went to the uh, the mall. I went and got a mall massage the other day. Oh. The Asian mall massage.
1: Another mall massage. I don't know. There's
0: something about a strange Asian lady rubbing her unfamiliar hands all over my oiled body that something I just enjoy. Does,
1: does does it for you.
0: That's right. Okay. So in the midst of it, uh, towards the end, <laughs> they finish you off with a. Um, <laughs> Choose your words carefully. They, no, they finish you off with a uh, uh, a hot rock rubdown. Okay. So she's vigorously rubbing me with these hot rocks again, almost bi- burning my skin. Choose your words carefully, Leonidas. And she, there was a mishap. She lost one of the stones in my crevasse, <laughs> and
1: she she lost the stone into the crack.
0: And she started giggling, and I didn't know what to do. Did you clench? I had to Did you clench? I had to reach down and retrieve the Oh she wouldn't take it out stone. of it. No, she didn't. Was it a stone. small stone or a large stone? Uh, you know, like a like a like a medium sized stone. Did you stone. try to push it back in? I, I squeezed my butt cheeks mm. as hard as I could and <laughs> shot it to the roof.
1: <laughs> you know, you're a very trusting person. I'm afraid of those places. I don't want I don't want anyone. You know, if you're a mob guy, that's where they get you. Yeah. You know, you're being massaged by some lovely young lady, mm. and then they come in
0: and, and cut your head like off. And cut your throat off. Yeah. All right. So this little, uh, this next little bit, it's a, uh, I guess it could be, it could be comedic in nature if Mike does his job properly. Oh, Lord. So I'm going to reference a book called Common Phrases and Where <laughs> They Come From by a guy by the name of Myron Korak.
1: Oh, Myron. I know
0: him. In uh, in collaboration with John Mordock. That's well, a good That name. sounds
1: like a cool name. Yeah. I'm John Mordock. Mordock. I'm the leader of the faction of
0: darkness. So basically, every everyday common phrases that we hear, but where do they come from?
1: Okay. Right? So you're going to give me the phrase, then I have to tell you where it comes from?
0: That's right. So oh. like an example would be like if I said, uh, you know, uh, hold on, let me just find one. That th- uh, uh, making ends meet, so to speak. And then you have to, you would have to kind of m- think of the origins. If you know the origins, say it. If not, make something up that's okay. going to make us giggle.
1: Okay, I can do that. All
0: right. Here we go. So the, the first one is going to be... Um, well, this this is more like uh, okay. So Adam's apple, you know your Adam's apple. Yes. What is that? Where does it? Where does the term Adam's apple come from?
1: I have to assume that because, and I don't know this. I'm just reasoning it here. I have to assume that because Adam was a man, was the first man, and men only have that that biological feature mm. that they. That's why they call it Adam's apple.
0: Okay. Is that right? Well, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna re- read what he has here. <laughs> okay. So everyone is familiar with the story of Adam and Eve, but what many people might not be acquainted with is how the Bible story was actually embellished. It was said that when Adam swallowed the forbidden fruit, one large piece of the apple remained in his throat and formed a lump there. I never heard this. The lump in every man's throat was named for the very first man so that Adam's apple was born.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've never heard that before, but okay. But
0: as we know, it wasn't necessarily an apple, was it?
1: No, it was probably a a quince, right? Or a fig. A fig, right. A fig or a quince. Because they
0: never really specify by word by, by name no, the, they just by the say name. fruit. They say fruit.
1: Why we say apple? Because yeah, apple. Cause it's
0: co- most common and people can relate to the well, apple. Well, you know,
1: apple trees are not that big. They're actually rather small trees.
0: Yeah, they're not giant. Yeah. You ever have
1: apple fights as a kid? Yes. As a matter of fact, I have a crab apple tree in my yard now. You throw them at each other? Well, I, I throw them in the air and I hit them with a bat and they explode and my kids oh, think it's hysterical. I like to eat them. You All mean right. apple? Stool pigeon.
0: Stool pigeon? Where does that come
1: from? Uh... Well, first
0: off, what is it used for? Stool
1: pigeon means like a witness, like somebody who's gonna who's gonna snitch on somebody. That's right. Okay. From what I from probably because they sit on a stool and they squawk like a bird, like a pigeon. Is that right?
0: Well well well, the origins of it are uh, you're close, you're kind of on the right track there. Okay. So not so many years ago, the pigeon was an important item in every household food cabinet, if you can believe that. I did not know that. Livestock animals were not abundant, and hunting for pigeons was not an autumn sport, but crucial to human survival. I did not know that people ate pigeons. It was discovered that pigeons could be lured into a net by placing a clay pigeon atop a pole called a stool. Oh. When the pigeons surrounded the decoy on the stool, they were <laughs> covered with a net. The decoy was thus called a stool pigeon.
1: Why would they go see the, the pigeon that's sitting on a pole?
0: Well, because they see their little buddy sitting there and they want to go say hi. Oh, they're pretty stupid pigeons. Well, so that, that's where stool pigeon comes from. Okay. All right. The next I'm one... not doing very well. All right, how about Gift of Gab? Gift of Gab. Yes. So, what does it mean in our in our day? Well, we know it means to be somebody who, who can talk a lot. That's right. Was the ability to do
1: that. Um, if I had to say the gift of gab, uh, back in the day, back in the uh, in the early mythological period, mm. there was a woman named Gab mm-hmm. who talked a lot. One day, she was given as a gift of a slave to a visiting oh. Persian warlord. Uh huh. Thusly, the gift of gab is
0: born. That's almost exactly correct. Oh. How'd you know that?
1: Is that what it says? No. No.
0: So <laughs> So actually it's of Scottish origin, and the word word gab is Celtic for mouth. Ma. So in this common phrase, we have a rare example of the Scots giving away something for nothing. Rare. Of course, the gift in this instance has no tangible value, which is why Scots are so free with their gab. <laughs> are you calling Scottish people cheap? No. Hopefully
1: no one in Scotland is listening to this, bro. Alright.
0: How about kick the bucket? What does that mean?
1: Uh well, that means to die. Yep. I have no idea. Well. Maybe when someone is hung, for, mm. as, as in for treason, they stand on a bucket, and when they go to hang them, they kick the bucket out from under them, thusly hanging them, and that's what we get it.
0: Oh, a crowd would gather around a sturdy tree. A rope was attached to a strong branch, and the victim was placed atop an upturned water bucket. I told you. The noose was tied, and the ex- executioner kicked the bucket from under the victim, and you know how the rest goes. I told you. Wow, you got one right. See? That was good you're not uh, so dumb
1: very smart I'm not right. as, I'm not as, I'm not as dumb as I appear
0: here's the last one this is my favorite okay steal my thunder
1: steal my thunder yes well obviously that means to uh, to get ahead of somebody that's usually gonna tell a joke or is telling a story or is, is giving a presentation whatever and somebody else blurts out the ending uh, ruining it for everyone right that's what it means uh, where does it come from well hmm so, we all know that Thor is the god of thunder. Mm-hmm. One day, Thor was walking through the the, uh, the forests mm-hmm. of Norway. The mall. And someone came down and punched him in the face, kicked him in the groin, and stole his hammer, which causes thunder,
0: and thusly stealing my thunder is born. That's close. Around 1700, there lived a famous playwright who was also an ingenious stage property man. prop A prop man, basically. Uh-huh. Among his f- most famous inventions was a machine that produced the sound of thunder stage. Okay. Alas, one of his professional rivals, rivals stole his invention. ho! Oh. So heartbroken was the playwright over his great loss that a long, uh, that for a long time he wept bitterly crying, he stole my thunder. Oh. So he stole his thunder invention. That's pretty interesting. So he made thunder and somebody took it. Isn't and, that weird, uh,
1: like this, so that one guy says
0: that yeah. and then it just catches on
1: and now everybody knows what that means. Catches on
0: fire. Very well, they strange. don't know what it means. They know no, but why they, we say it. No, but they know. Yeah, they know. You know what I mean, like, right? Like, they don't know the, the origin of it, right? Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. pretty interesting, eh?
1: Yes, I didn't do so. Well. I think I. got one. Oh, ah, you got
0: one right. Yeah. That's all right. All right. So you need to reserve, uh, reserve, or you have to put aside, I should say, any, uh, any common or put aside any common sense, reasonable sense that you have. <laughs> that for, would be easy for the next, uh, the next story that I'm going to tell. Ooh. Okay. Yep. And uh, so basically, it, it intertwines um, Martians. Okay. It interti- uh, intertwines time travel, hmm. space travel, Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. And uh, some other strange, strange shenanigans. Okay. All right, so this is a this is a project or an operation called Project Pegasus. Ooh, we all knew who Pegasus was, don't the we? The
1: flying horse.
0: Remember the Remember the Clash of the Titans that yes. 80s movie. Matter of fact, I do
1: remember Clash of the Titans, and my 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 connection to Clash of the Titans uh, was very limited until many years ago. I was getting a tattoo uh, in the kitchen of a friend of mine mm. uh, who probably doesn't with listen, dirty needles. With yeah, who knows what he was doing? I was getting a tattoo. Uh, for free, so I didn't care, and it was in his kitchen.
0: Well, it wasn't kind of for free. What'd you pay? You paid. Oh, him I,
1: I bought him some wieners.
0: It's the wieners and a and six a, pack of Budweiser. And some
1: Budweiser. Yeah. So anyway, so I was in the middle of getting a tattoo, and I looked up at him, mm. and he was still doing my tattoo while looking up at the TV because Clash of the Titans was playing. The original Clash. The original Clash
0: of the Titans with that stupid robot owl. Do you remember what who the character, main character was? Harry Hamlin. That's right. <laughs> See, How'd you know that? I'm
1: smart, man. Really. Yeah. Uh,
0: Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, excuse me, <laughs> Operation Pegasus, all right? or well, Project Pegasus, I should say. Yep. It wasn't really an operation. It was a government time travel project. Mm. Okay? And it was a, a DARPA uh, inspired project. You know DARPA?
1: That's the Defense uh, Applied Research yeah, project, project something association or other. Or something. That's
0: right. It was a time-space slippage project project and it was also you know the CIA was involved a lot of secret government agencies were involved in this right so a whistleblower and I'll get more into him here in a minute his name is Andrea and Andrew Basaggio or, or something of that That sort. sounds
1: like a Italian porn star
0: you got to look at that you got to look this guy up all right okay. so he
1: sounds like Giorgio Tsoukalos almost
0: yeah so he's a he's apparently a uh, he's a Washington state-based uh, attorney he's a practicing lawyer mm-hmm. the guy is super intelligent like he sounds ridiculously smart he's a lawyer Right. Yeah. He uses a lot of big, fancy scientific terms. Five dollar words. And and he tells these stories as if they're they're, they're true. And, and I don't want to say believable because it's so outlandish what he's saying. OK. But the way he delivers it, it's a convincing. It's, it's very convincing. And it's it's like he's talking about going to the gas station and pumping gas. You know what I mean? It's yes. that mundane. It's that just it makes it seem like every day something that we should be talking about. Okay. So there's a lot of videos of him out there. Uh, he's been the whistleblower on this uh, for, for many, many years now. Apparently he ran for president in 2016, but I don't remember. He didn't win, though. No, oh, he didn't win. No. So apparently this project was a it was a secret uh, it was a secret twin project of the Manhattan Project. So as Manhattan Project was going on, which was the atomic bomb, they were yeah exactly. So they were working on this uh, project Pegasus at the same time, probably using some of the same uh, scientists supposedly. Okay. And it originated from. Uh, the death of Nikola Tesla. We all know Tesla. Yes, and we Tesla should Tesla. more more people should know yeah, more about him. He was
1: a him. really interesting dude.
0: It's because of him that we have these lights on in in the house today, and we have well, electricity as
1: we know it. Well, that's actually not true because it was some compete. He was the direct current, right? No, he was the alternating. He current. was alternating current, and direct current was was Westinghouse.
0: Direct, well, Edison. Edi- Edison, Edison. Edison. So oh, we'll talk about that in another. Yeah, show. yeah. So anyway, so that. he was a genius, so to speak. Yeah. Um, And on January 7th, 1943, he passed away, right? Right. He has a kind of like a recluse towards the end of his life. And supposedly his papers had gone missing. All his secret papers. His papers are missing. But.
1: Where are my papers?
0: Apparently, when he died, after he passed away, the government infiltrated his home. They stole all of his secret papers (laughs) and they took them to New Mexico again to the desert he was going to New Mexico, for? Los Alamos Nobody to the uh, research uh, facilities over there. Mm-hmm. And they started looking through his papers and they started re-reverse engineering some of his uh, his works. Oh. Yes. Okay. That's right. So in 1968 they perfected something called Tesla teleportation is what they called it <laughs> all right so this is all coming from the lawyer now this yes okay this is coming from Mr. Basaggio Basaggio so apparently this Tesla teleportation you can open a vortal what he calls a vortal tunnel no, not a portal no it's like a portal in a vortex oh. uh, combined okay and you can slip through time and space uh, a person can pass right through uh, time and space through this vortal
1: oh, it sounds like the Philadelphia
0: experiment it's very More similar than the yeah very similar to that so apparently in the fall of 1970 just two years after this, um, they actually were able to—they were able to figure out how you could uh, move forward and backward in time. Okay. Okay. And, and, and tra- traverse great distances in a matter of seconds. So you could go from, uh, you know, say Washington D.C. Right. to uh, Los Angeles, California, in like three seconds.
1: Could they control it though? Could they like say where, where they wanted to go? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. They
0: okay. could, they could, uh, they could. do you want to
1: teleport wherever, you end up in the middle of the ocean or something like
0: that. Well, that's what they said. And that, if you if you listen to Mr. Bassagio talk. He talks a lot of scientific stuff, right? And he says that in order to go through this vortal, you're using your own inertia as you pass through, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to—the you know, speed of the body has to be going at least one meter per second as you pass That's through. fast. As you pass through this vortal. and if you don't, so you going to be running. Yeah. Okay. And you gotta jump through. So what happened was apparently on one of the early missions, uh, one of the as they were coming out the other end. <laughs> They one of the kids because they use children on this. By oh, the that's way. nice. Oh, I'll explain. For, I'll explain why they did that here in a minute. Enough, yeah. But one of the children uh, leapt into a leap, uh, like a fountain, a water fountain, like mm-hmm. a public fountain or whatever. And apparently, the relative density of the water is greater than the air around it. So his feet that landed in the water arrived a split second before the rest of his body. Oh no! And his legs got chopped off at the at the bottom, and he slid off his ankles, and his feet landed in, and stayed in the uh, in the water fountain. Sounds great. Apparently. Did, so, he, did he die, I'm assuming? No, he didn't die. They saved his life, but they, they realized what a mistake that was. <laughs> that is a big mistake. So you they lost they the kid's feet. <laughs> so apparently this new form of uh, Tesla uh, energy was something called radiant energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, radiant energy, basically, like I said, you can open a portal and the people jump through. They jump through this. Uh, this they, they open this hole and you jump through it. Okay. Yes. That's right. That sounds very exciting. That's right. What do you think of that? <laughs> I think it's crazy. What do you mean, crazy? I told you to to suspend Speaking your disbelief. Speaking of which, did you see uh, the end of? Did you watch Westworld season two? You know what's funny? You mentioned that I just started it last night. Okay. And I fell asleep like ten minutes into it. So no.
1: Okay. I won't give it away then.
0: You have to give it away. But it was it hard to follow for you?
1: Yes. It's, first of all, it's hard to follow. Second of all, the ending sounds just like this crap that you're saying right now. But okay.
0: Were there a lot? Of, was there a lot less gratuitous sex in this one? There's
1: no sex at all, oh. which ruined my whole friggin' day. Uh, days because it's it's long. See
0: that's how they hook you.
1: No sex. Season one, everybody nope. gets naked. No sex. There's lots of violence.
0: Boobs and dongs everywhere. There's, and then
1: you know what? The, if I had to give, if I had to, if I had to boil season two of Westworld down to one thing, it would be special forces guys running around corners to get shot by mm. people with six shooters. Oh, they act like they have no idea what they're doing. Mm. They have automatic weapons and they're getting cut down by. People with six old West six they just shooters run around haphazardly, run around, no tactics whatsoever,
0: not wearing any protective. Gear. No, they have
1: they have armor on, but it doesn't matter. One shot, armor they're piercing all down. revolvers. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: gotcha. Sorry. All right, so why do they use children? I don't know. Well, apparently, they chose children uh, between a certain age. I would say, uh, uh, you know, eight and maybe twelve or fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they they chose highly gifted, mentally mentally highly gifted children, super smart kids um, that weren't so corrupted. Uh, to the world, as an adult would be. Okay. They wanted a a very pure perspective on things when they were teleporting these kids across. Uh, I don't
1: understand what that what that would
0: have to do with across anything. Across time and space, and they called these kids chrononauts.
1: Chrononauts,
0: like time travelers. So the parents had to sign them up for this program. I guess so. Let them go. They had to sign a waiver mm. and uh, and let them go. So where does the Obama tie come into That's this? That's a great question. I don't know. So apparently, he was recruited to uh, to take part in this. Uh, as as Barry Satoro, I was going to
1: say he wasn't Barack Obama. No,
0: he was he was he was uh, he Barry was Barry Satero. Satoro at the time, or however you want to say it. Yep. And he was he was recruited And between 1981 and 1983. Obama was used. Uh, he would go to the what they called the jump room. The
1: jump room. And that's
0: where you would go in this room, and you would jump. I think from...
1: Michael Jackson had a jump room in his uh, Neverland Ranch.
0: That's right, he did. Macaulay Culkin was there. Mm. So Obama apparently teleported with Mr. Basagio okay. to Mars. Oh. They, yes.
1: They, they teleported to Mars.
0: That's, okay. That's exactly correct.
1: Didn't that happen in the great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall, when he ended up
0: outside in the Mars atmosphere and his eyes bugged out of his head? I'd pro- I would probably I would probably tell you that that was one of my favorite movies <laughs> of the late 80s. Well, you know, it had Sharon Stone. A young Sharon Stone. Who was ridiculously gorgeous in yes, that movie. Back Ridiculous back in the day. Ridiculous, back, in, that mo- back yes. in the day. And, and as we were kids watching that, the special effects were absolutely incredible. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Yes. But if you watch it now, it's obviously yeah. outlandish. No. And then they tried to reboot the movie with Colin Farrell a couple years ago. Yeah, remember I they, didn't see that one. Eh, not so good. No,
1: I liked the Arnold movie. was entertaining. I'd, I'd watch it again.
0: You know what my favorite part of that movie was? When I, when I couldn't believe the special effects. When, well, he,
1: when he stuffed the thing up his nose. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> he had a uh, tracker yeah. in his head. That's right. And he shot this thing up his nose to pull this glowing ball out It was, like a, it was out
1: of, like a pair of pliers or something. And out of his like, nostril. Get it out of his nostril. And That's showed right. showed it coming out and everything. Yes. Yeah, I remember
0: that. And then they, they, they uh, engineered Mars to be another Earth. Remember towards the end and the, the oxygen, uh, they brought the oxygen Oh, in. yes, that's right. That's how, it sa- how so he saved his life. Get back to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that movie threw me for a loop, man. It was confusing. <laughs> but anyway, so they, uh, they, wanted, they wanted Obama back then. Why, Ob- did
1: it, why was Obama in this program? Because in the 80s, he was just Barry Sotero from uh, Kenya or wherever he's from. Well,
0: that's, that's the thing. We, that's why we don't know where he's from. Actually, that's, one of yeah. the, that's one of the uh, conspiracies is like, was, where was he born in Kenya? Was so he, he born was, in Hawaii? He doesn't seem
1: to know either because... We don't have a birth certificate. On a recent trip to Kenya, he said he was the first Kenyan to become president of the United States. So, right. Or first person from Kenya, I should
0: say. Well, let me ask you this. If, you're, if your father is Kenyan, but you're born in the U.S. You're a U.S. citizen. You're not Kenyan, right? No. But you'd be Kenyan in, in you're origin. Kenyan, you're,
1: that's your heritage. Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe that's what he meant. He should know better than to say that because a lot of people are still on that whole thing. That's right. Anyway,
0: so he, as a youth, he was recruited to be an ambassador to Mars. Oh. So him and Andrew would teleport, <laughs> and some other uh, youths. What were they doing from the jump room? And they would travel to Mars. Okay. That's right. What do they do when they get? Well, to Mars? they they met the, the Martian. The Martians there. They were Martians.
1: Oh, they're people that live on Mars.
0: There's intelligent life on Mars. How come we haven't seen it? We it's ha- a, we it's have a cover up. Was
1: roving around? Up no, there. it's a
0: cover up. Okay. It's a cover up. Um, and Obama was tasked with uh you know meeting the Martians okay and uh befriending them and uh setting up defensive um you know a defensive outpost uh, to protect earth from from Mars, uh from attacks from outer space oh
1: so okay, so there are our allies and there are people attacking Mars and us sure, okay, is that why he became president
0: well it's it's all part of it because
1: of the Martians that's right this whole story sucks. you don't like it no, this happened what evidence? <laughs> What evidence does he have to support any of these claims? His stories, his stories. So so he has no Okay. So how does this story wind up? Like how did he get out of this program?
0: Well, eventually he grew up and he got he got too old for the the program. Uh, and and, uh, and now they're now they're concealing apparently the big thing is that they're concealing uh this, this advanced technology mm-hmm. for whatever reason. They don't okay. want people to know about it. But he's saying he wants to be he's a whistleblower, Mr. Basaggio is mm-hmm. because he wants the people to know that we have access to all this great uh, power and this great energy well, and this great alternative energy. Now there there's
1: um, where I, I I tend to think that there's something to that. Mm-hmm. Because there hasn't been there haven't been the leaps in technology in certain areas that you would figure that there would be sure. to this point. And then you start going, well, why is that? Well, because there's billions and trillions of dollars at stake right. if those industries change. Right. Like just talking about tesla you know tesla was a, a proponent of free energy for all that's right and he had these plans for these giant uh towers that would emit energy that anybody could use
0: right they would basically what they were doing is they were u- he was using the the natural electromagnetic field of the earth right. and pulling energy from the atmosphere yes and anybody could plug into it anywhere and right. and get free energy but
1: that would cost, that would basically destroy the energy industry. Right. So there goes electricity and fossil fuels and everything else. That's right. Which is, you know, billions and trillions of dollars.
0: Nobody, nobody, nobody wants to so easily give up on their, on their uh, stranglehold on, you know, no. stuff like that. Sure. Money and, and, and uh, you know, energy and things of that sort. Like so. the
1: internet. Do you, do you honestly think that the internet and Wi-Fi can't be free?
0: Sure. Why, why it, not? Sure it could.
1: It, it could pretty easily be free, I think.
0: Sure. You know, I I I remember back to when I was a kid, I don't know, 10, 12 years old or whatever. My uncle, I talked about him on the show before, Uncle Bobo. Oh, Uncle Bobo, yes. They had solar panels on the roof of their house yes. back in like the mid-80s. Yes. Right? Yep. And you're like, well, wait a minute, that was the mid-80s. And, you know, yeah, we do use solar energy now, but you'd think that it would be so much more advanced, well, you know, 30, 40 years later. They still put solar panels on
1: houses, but... You gotta. From what I understand about that, it's something to do with the battery capacity. Capacity. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, the the, ba- the size of the battery is prohibitive or some, something like that, mm. which doesn't make any sense at all because they can put freaking the battery in your cell phone
0: will last several days if you don't use it. Right, and that's the thing too. Like you have, if you have these solar panels and you're creating energy, your own electricity. Right. If you're creating more than you're using, you're actually putting it back on the grid. Well, that's what they, no that they do And you do that. make money off of it. Yeah, they do that. Yeah. Supposedly, I don't know how
1: how how much they make if if they make much of yeah.
0: it. Yeah, that's true. But the thing is too, another example of screwing uh, the, the average everyday Joe like you and I. Yes. Right. So these solar. Panel, I like being screwed sometimes. So what do these solar panel companies do now? They're like, oh well, we'll give these people solar power. Yeah. We'll we're, we'll we'll make them think. That they're saving the environment and that they're going to save on electricity, but you're financing. Right. So they come to your house, fifty thousand oh, no. dollars for solar panels, it, and you're paying for it for the rest yeah, of your life. They it's make like, it
1: sound like it's it's going to be free energy every exactly. month, and it's not. It's it doesn't work like doesn't work. No,
0: like you're that. Pay, you're paying somebody always. You know? Well, that's your life, man. You work and you pay and then you die. The only way that doesn't happen is you go go off the grid, literally, Mm -hmm. like go live in the mountains of Montana or something. And then you try to do that and then the government comes after you. They do. Like Ruby Ridge. (laughs) They can't leave you alone, man. They can't. They got to come get you. Get get their fists in your face. Hate to get political on the show. Anyway. But anyway, so a retired Army major, Ed Dames... And Ed Dames is famous for being involved in the government remote viewing program.
1: Yes, we've talked about that on the show.
0: So apparently, not only was he a remote viewer, but Ed Dames was also involved in Project Pegasus. Oh. And he's quoted as saying, uh, he told, apparently he told this to a young uh, Barry Satoru. He said, <laughs> simply put, your task is to be seen and not eaten. Okay. When he was talking about going to Mars. Oh, that was his, okay. You don't want to be, you, you want to... So they eat people? Oh, they could. They could potentially eat you. Oh. So you just want to be, uh, uh, you want to be nice you want to be like every ambassador is. Is that where he
1: learned to give such great speeches? That's right. Uh, it all
0: started there on uh, on the surface of Mars. Obama. So do yourselves a favor. If you want some you want some good entertainment and be riveted. He's a riveting speaker. Okay, Mr. Basaggio. I'm going to
1: check out Mr. Basagio. It sounds like a place where you would go get a great uh, submarine sandwich. I'm going to
0: Basaggio's to get an uh, Italian grinder. Mm. Sounds good. So I was watching. I was actually watching a video on him recently. It's like an hour and a half long interview he did for some. Uh, I don't know if it was a podcast or some uh, video right. uh, interview thing. And these two, I hate to say, these two guys were, uh, were they sitting, there drink, on them? sitting there. No, no, they're sitting there drinking beer, <laughs> buying into everything that he's saying.
1: Oh, they weren't challenging, uh,
0: and they didn't really ask very probing mm-hmm. questions. Um, and we're not about, you know, we like interviewing people. We're not about embarrassing no, people. No,
1: but you got to, you got to push back on. Some but you got to, if you,
0: if you have an outlandish or out uh, uh, the most um, right amazing claims in the world, you know that are so far out there, sure. you have to be. You have to be questioned on it. You have to be, uh, you know, you're not embarrassed, but you have to be able to, um, you know, prove some of it. You know what I mean? You can't just say it and then have everybody just go along with what you're telling them. I don't know. That's not right. Nope. Anyway. So what do you think about that? You think we can travel to Mars via a a vortal?
1: I think both of the stories that we talked about today are complete nonsense. That's what I think. Mm. I think that they were... Some people have a hole in their lives Mm. that they fill by pretending to be something that they're not. Now, some people do it... By being actors, some people do it by creating stories about going to Mars. Sure. So it just depends on what their personal uh, thing is. But how
0: can you how can you create such an elaborate story, in the case of Mr. Basaggio, right? Yeah. And yet still live a semi-normal life and be a practicing attorney. I don't know
1: how he's still an attorney. Wouldn't somebody say y- you need to be mentally tested because guess, what you're
0: saying doesn't yeah. make any sense? I guess not. So he. he apparently- I wouldn't hire. Would you hire him to be your lawyer? Yeah, I would. You know why? Because he's quite the storyteller. He's a good storyteller. <laughs> he convinced the jury of just about anything. That's true, and you probably need one. You'd be con- found not guilty, and next thing you know, they would think that you're flying to Mars yeah. via a, a, a Vortrex. They skipped bail. He's on Mars with Barry. Barry. <laughs> so apparently, the White House actually came out and made a statement on this. They did. The, they did when the president, when I can't when believe Obama would was the make president. A statement about that, uh, and they said that the only ties he had to to Mars was when he was watching Marvin the Martian as a child, I don't or, like or something Marvin along the Martian. Martian. You didn't like that? (laughs) the He didn't really do anything. He had a big ray gun. He was trying to destroy uh,
1: Bugs Bugs Bunny, Bunny. wasn't he? Yeah, he was mean. Why does everybody want to kill Bugs Bunny? Bugs is a nice dude, man. He seems like he's cool to hang out with. He makes jokes. No. No? He's an instigator?
0: He's a punk. He's not a punk. He's a punk that deserves a beating. He's a punk. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Anyway. Well,
1: once again, our show has gone off the rails. No. This isn't quite as bad as, as we've done in the past.
0: What else you want to say before we uh, wrap it up today?
1: I just want to thank those who've who've uh, joined us on Twitter. And you can always send us an email. Tell us what you think about the show. At the Eon project, T H E E O N project at Yahoo.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. Did you know that Facebook has lost half its users in like in the past year? I, I believe
0: it. Apparently there's
1: a new No uh, one goes on There's Facebook. a new
0: site that people are using. It's called
1: Vomvos. I've heard that, yes. I haven't checked, I have I haven't not checked, checked that it out yet. yet you know but... what? The only people if you go The only people on Facebook now are the old folks who just figured out how to use it and use it to complain about their town. Mm. A lot of people do that. My trash wasn't picked up today.
0: I hate the Facebook attention seekers. We've talked about that before. Oh,
1: yes. They're everywhere.
0: 27 selfies in a row.
1: Look at all these selfies and tell me which one of me is the best. (laughs) Look at this.
0: Which lip liner do you like the best? Picture seven or picture 23? Comment on why you love me. Go. Ready and go! Thanks, everyone. I know I'm so beautiful. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So that's the show for today. We're going to be uh, hopefully next week. I think we want to do a, a JFK assassination program.
1: Oh yes. We, oh yeah. We got a guest for that. We have
0: an in-studio guest coming in who uh, you know who has an interest in this. He's not an expert by any means, but he's uh, you know he he has a a work good working knowledge of the whole thing. Probably smarter than us, and he enjoys beer. <gasps> So Ooh. what we're going to do is we're probably going to revisit an alcohol uh, show. Oh. So we're going to talk JFK, and we're going to drink different beers and talk about those at the same time. Sounds good. And uh, that'll be fun. Yep. So make sure you get yourself an Uber out of here, Mike. I'll do my best. All does right. Uber, does Uber come to Primrose Village? I don't know. I've never, I've never had them come here before. They might get lost in the, uh, the wilderness. All right. Until next time, just remember, the truth exists. Believe it.